Welcome to the Bike Life Podcast by Warm Showers Foundation, where we will be sharing knowledge, experience, tools, and stories of touring cyclists and hosts from around the world. I'm Tauber Lee, the woman behind the scenes at Warm Showers Foundation, the leading platform for cyclists looking for hosts and to connect with a passionate international community. Find out more by visiting us at warmshowers.org. Now, on to the show. Today's guest is joining us along her scenic route from Boston in the United States, finding her way back home to her home country in the UK. She is currently in Panama City, and I am so excited to have Joe with us today. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Tali. It's a pleasure to be here. What does it feel like to be in Panama City? It actually feels like quite quite a momentous point in my trip, um, having arrived here. I, I I split my my trip into phases. The the first part of my trip was from Boston across the US to Vancouver. And then part two started from Vancouver when I turned left um, and came down down the coast of the U.S. all the way to, to Mexico and Central America. And on arrival in Panama City a couple of days ago, um, we, we came over the, the Panama Canal, which is the official divide, I think, um, between the continents of Central and North America and, and South America. So it, it feels, yeah, like quite a momentous occasion. Quite proud. Ah, celebrating you. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Let's start back by at the beginning of your of your story. So you were in the U.S. on a work visa. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And you knew that your visa was expiring soon, and you decided to make and create an adventure for yourself to find your way home. It's a very poetic way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was living in, in Boston uh, for five years, actually. And, and I, I loved it there. It was a great place, uh, great work. Um, and had a, a very good rhythm of life and things. Um, but as you said, my, my visa was, was coming up to expiry. And I, I had a decision. I could either I could apply for a green card and continue to, to live there in Boston um, and work the same job and things, um, or travel back to the UK on a regular flight um, and go back to work there, or do something completely different. And I'd, I've, for a long time, had quite a strong craving um, for a big adventure um, and kind of an, an urge to flee, I like to describe it as. Um, so I sort of decided to use that as my cue um, to set off adventuring. When, when my visa was, was coming up to finish. Um, I actually start, I thought of a few different forms of adventure and I, for a long time was planning to go off sailing on a boat. Um, eventually came back to the idea of cycling, which was the right decision with hindsight and something that I'm much more familiar with and, and set off from Boston. Yeah, last, last, middle of last May. My first leg was inspired by I have a, a big, big family of fabulous cousins in Vancouver, and one of them, mm. when I was visiting a year or so ago, I think said, "Oh, why don't you start just by cycling here?" Mm, yeah, all right, <laughs> I'll do that. So I did. Like, like a little seed, I have an idea planted. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
And have you had you done a lot of long tour cycling previous to this adventure, this urge to flee? <laughs> I've done, yes, I've done quite a lot of kind of week long, two week long, um, short short trips. Always kind of in vacations and holidays from work um, or between jobs. Um, but nothing. I'd never actually kind of completely left work behind and set off for months on end. Um, <laughs> so that, that was quite a big step for me, and actually something I was slightly concerned about at the beginning. I, I know I love this for a week or two weeks, but after months, am I still going to enjoy it? Um, and I do. Mm-hmm. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. How long? How long were you touring between Boston and Vancouver before you started that second leg? Um. I, I had a bit of a deadline for that first leg. One of my very good friends back home in the UK um, was getting married and I was due to be a bridesmaid. So I had to get to Vancouver in time to fly back to the UK for the wedding um, before, before I could fly back for, for part two. So I, it was, I think, two and a half months, um, roughly. Mm. And I followed mostly yeah. with, with a few wiggles along the way. With a few wiggles. I like it. A little squiggles on the map. Exactly. <laughs> and and how amazing that you actually flew home to the UK for the wedding and <laughs> still came back to Vancouver to start leg two. That is, that's like my favorite part of the story so far, other than the urge to flee. I loved that. The yeah. urge to flee. I think, I think most of us are, especially those that listen to the show that have the desire for adventure we understand that urge mm. to flee. It's to flee society. It's to flee a regular schedule. It's to flee, you know, the daily humdrum and to explore. Yes, exactly, exactly. I think as well, I oh, think... I love it. Maybe a lot of us sort of wait for, I don't know, a particular reason or, or sometimes sort of a traumatic event in our lives to actually really kind of give us the impetus to set off on an adventure slightly selfishly just just for you just for the sake of adventure and for fun um which yeah i I, i'd like more people to set off on adventure just for the sake of it (laughs) so i I do think you get a lot out of it um and i hope the things i'm picking up and seeing and learning along the way will really help to sort of shape and guide whatever i do next when I eventually get back to the UK. I think you're you're hitting on a good point of something that is probably going to influence a lot of others now and in the future is you choosing yourself, like releasing, you know, do I, do I deserve to take time off work? Am I going to be less successful if I take time off work? Am I going to, like all the things, right, that come through our mind that we were talking about earlier about shame, right? Things that, that bring up those feelings in us, that doing what you're doing is literally just releasing all of that and choosing you first. Yes. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Good. Thank you for the Okay, so tell us about <laughs> Vancouver to when you hit this milestone. How long was that journey? And what was your, I guess I want to know what has been in that second leg of your journey, your most favorite part? Oh, wow. I get asked that question often and I always say I can't answer it. There are so many favorite parts, so many favorite parts. So then tell us a few of them. Include yeah. a few, yeah. I should say as well, actually, I, my original plan was to cycle down down the coast of San Diego 
and then actually hop over Mexico and Central America by boat or by plane and um, cycle south from Colombia. Primarily because I'd, I'd been told by a lot of people that Mexico and Central America weren't so safe. Um, and I was slightly cautious about that. But as, as I progressed down the coast, down the Pacific coast, and met many, many other cyclists, all continuing straight on into Mexico, I, I thought, well, they can all do it. <laughs> I can do it too. Um, so I changed my plan and, and headed over the border into Mexico. And of course, there's always, if, if at any point I hadn't been enjoying it or felt very unsafe, I could always stop and, um, and skip on. But yeah, that was an excellent decision on my part, I think. So I've had the most fantastic time um, cycling through Mexico and, and and through Central America. And yeah, I'd have been gutted to have missed out on, on that and a lot of those yes. experiences. And how long? How long was that journey? So I've been riding for 11 months in total. So it's it's been, sorry, I should probably have thought this through before. Mm. Six months. It's okay, roughly. Yeah. I mean, five, six months. Six yeah. Months, yeah. And I, I like that because you're not setting a goal for how far you ride every day. You're not setting a goal for where you need to be at the end of the day. You're setting a goal to experience as much as you can. Yes, mostly. I'd say I'm still slightly more the, the planner end of the spectrum than, than quite a lot of other, other cyclists I meet. But that has definitely changed as I've as my trip has progressed, I'm, I can be much more relaxed now about not knowing exactly where I'm going to arrive and, and where I'm going to Interesting. Um, and, and so, okay, so if you are a bit of a planner, then I'll then tell us about how do you like to plan? Do you plan a day in advance, like a week in advance? Like how does how does that work for you? Because for other people that are listening and they haven't, journeyed for a long period of time, it helps them to see the perspective of if you have the planner in you and you're like, I need to know where I'm going to be, where I'm going to stay, especially if you're working with warm showers hosts. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes people want to you know, pre-plan so they can pre-schedule and favorite who they're working with because our technology allows you to favorite a host um, and build a, like a, a temporary route. So tell us about how you plan. I should, should confess here maybe that I'm in my former life, I was a project manager. Um, <laughs> ah, okay, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> um, so, so you are definitely a planner. You're probably a spreadsheeter with your planner. No judgment. <laughs> I mean, I, I use a spreadsheet pretty much for everything okay, I do good. all day okay, long. Good. So I, okay, I get it. Okay, so tell us about that then. It's like the cat's out of the bag now. <laughs> I have an adventure spreadsheet. Um, okay, so I want... That's it. I don't. I don't plan in to the nth degree of detail. Definitely, it's impossible. You, things change, hour by hour, mm -hmm. day by day. Um, I, I generally like to have a general idea of the big picture, um, as they would say, um, and where I want to get to over the next, or kind of the route for the next few weeks, definitely, um, mm -hmm. and and maybe some highlights along the way. Things I definitely want to see or waterfalls I want to jump in. That's a uh, regular stop-off point for me um, and things like that and then I have a, a little notebook that I tend to scribble down kind of mm -hmm. maybe the next few days or the next to, and up to the next kind of point where I know I can have a pause and some wi-fi um, which can sometimes be longer than a week maybe I'm 
off up in the mountains and I'm, I know I'm not going to get to somewhere where I can think about routes and plans again for a while. And I'll sketch out, okay, I think I can roughly do these distances each day. Um, here are some places I can sleep. Um, and yeah, and then I have that kind of outline for the next few days and then things might change and I'll adjust things a bit. But yeah, I tend to have some ideas of where I'm going to go and where I'm going to sleep for the next few days. But very often they, that makes sense. they get thrown in the bin um, they change. or the trash yeah. can or whatever. Um, and yeah, and I, back to your question from a while ago, um, I, I do find that that's, that's when the most exciting things and the, probably the best experiences of the happened is when things have turned out very unexpectedly. Um, yeah. There's so many ways to tour, uh, right? Just a, a free flow of a compass of the direction you're heading. Yeah. And also to have like a, it feels like you have a rough plan. Yes. And sometimes that, that just brings us safety of knowledge of, you know, what we can possibly experience when we're headed to this place next. Because then then you have an idea of, oh, I, I, I researched this. I found this place. I would really like to visit that location mm. when I'm there then, which you may not have known if you hadn't selected a place in advance to research it. Because yes. sometimes we'll just pass by, right? We won't see it. We won't know that it's there. Mm. So I understand what you're saying. It's a, it's a rough outline that you're more than happy to just, you know, scribble outside the lines if the day feels like it. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's quite interesting as well, meeting a lot of the other cycle tourers and and the and seeing the kind of spectrum. Um, so, you know, some people have very detailed plans. Some people nothing at all. Set off each morning. And, and do you ask them? Do you ask them how they planned? Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. It comes up in conversation quite a lot. I think actually. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I think people are curious as to how did you get here? Yes. Why did you choose here? Yeah. And, you know, how often does your water bottle get moldy? <laughs> I've any others, actually. Maybe I'm just particularly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's really helpful for people to know the alternate perspective in ways because many of us are used to a very structured life mm-hmm. and planning. And I, I know for sure I am like that. And I'm, and, you know, as a project manager, you are definitely, that's our experience. That's what brings us safety. And so I, I totally understand. Even if people don't travel that way, I know people can relate that when our structured lives are what's familiar, it's what feels safe. And so we create that in our tour, yeah. even if we change it. And I get that. Plus, planning Wi-Fi makes a difference as well. Yeah. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by BikeFlights.com, the leading bicycle shipping service and bike box supplier for cyclists. You'll enjoy low costs, excellent service, and on-time delivery with every shipment. And you get preferred handling for your high-value bikes, wheels, and gear. As a brand built around a love for the outdoors, they are committed to reducing environmental impact, and every bike flight's shipment is carbon neutral. Join the nearly 1 million cyclists who have used bike flights to ship their bikes, wheels, and gear with confidence since 2009, and see how easy it is to book, manage, and track all of your shipments. Visit bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers today for more information and to book your shipment. Now back to the show. So, okay. So tell us, tell us about the next leg. So you're, you're going to hang out in Panama city for a little while and do all the things, you know, take, take care of all the business of touring that you need to take care of. Mm -hmm. And then what's next? 
So from here, um, so the, most people probably know there's a, there's a gap in the road uh, between Panama and Colombia, the, the Darien Gap. Um, so it, it's impossible to cycle to the next country. So there are various different options for um, making the jump from here to um, Colombia. You can get buy yourself a raft and paddle across. I met a guy planning to do that recently. Um, you can fly, mm. obviously, and there, and there are a few different boat options. So I've chosen the kind of holiday within a holiday option to take a sailing boat that detours around some of the islands, the San Blas Islands between Panama and Colombia. Um, it means that I don't need to pack my bike in a box um, to go on the plane, which is a major advantage for me. And sails me over to Cartagena in Colombia, and then I will continue southwards from there. Um, and I think I haven't quite decided where I'm going to finish up yet. I I, mm. I want to be home in time for Christmas this year. That's my plan. So depends a bit where I get to. Um, then I could follow the crowds to Ushuaia, but mm. part of me wants to do something a bit different since that's where everyone goes. <laughs> Interesting. So we'll I'm so I'm so fascinated to see where your travel ends up taking you. You'll have to keep us posted mm. along the way. We you know, we so love hearing these stories and hearing the time that you're dedicating to your tour that knowing that you're midway and you have lots of adventure in front of you, we would love to to stay in touch. Sure, sure. And so when you get back home, right, you're going to get back home, you're going to resume work. Are, do you have other tours that have already started to percolate? Because I know this happens. <laughs> yes. I th well, not, not specifically in terms of locations and things, but I've definitely been learning as I've been going. So the bike I'm riding is mainly suited for, for road touring. It's quite heavily laden and got 45 mil tires fine for kind of some some dirt but when it gets really gnarly um gets a bit challenging and several times recently i've tried to go off on the kind of bike packing dirt road routes <laughs> which have been fantastic but really really quite hard going when the gradient goes up like this and you're on gravel you haven't really got mm. traction on your tires um so i've been yeah it's gnawing at me a bit that i want I want to do a trip that's a bit more in the back road, a bit more of a bike packing trip, probably you'd say, um, something a bit more remote and without so much traffic. And and also spending even more time kind of exploring and bimbling about a place um, rather than having quite such a, mm. I guess, some of the countries recently, particularly in Central America, I've sort of just bombed through on the Pan American Highway which has been entertaining and fun as well in other ways, but I, f I felt quite guilty <laughs> for not exploring the countries and finding out more about them and, and seeing, seeing the world away from that one highway, which is not very representative really of, of the rest of the country. Like, oh no, I missed all the adventure off the exactly. road. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And there's a time and place for that. I, I understand what you're saying and, you know, we're grateful that you were willing to take time to speak to us. And I, I, I mean it when I say we would love to hear how your journey unfolds and where it takes you. Of course. 
Well, I quite like talking about how it. Can pe- how can people follow along and, and join you on your journey? Where can they reach you? Do you have any social media links, handles? Oh, goodness. Um, I do. I am not a good Instagrammer. Uh, I'll say that now. <laughs> I did start by doing a few posts. But my, my last post on Instagram is from San Francisco, I think. Uh, so quite mm. some months ago. Uh, they're welcome to follow me and message me on there, uh, but just don't don't expect regular updates and photos and uh, <laughs> news of my travels along the way. I maybe by the time the show's aired, I'll have I'll have done an update post from from Central America or something. Maybe that's something from my list while I'm here in the city. Maybe your first post is going to be a photo that you just did an interview Maybe. for Bike Life Podcast for Warm Showers <laughs> and tag us and we'll share it. There you go. There you go. That, that's a, um, that'll, be, that'll be perfect. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that people are always wanting to connect, especially if they're going to be traveling in an area you've been, or we have we have several people that have been volunteers and, and participated in the organization in Colombia. And so especially yeah. those that might hear it, if you're in Colombia, they might want to connect with you and offer to host. Because I know we haven't talked about this, but I know you're, you're staying with various warm showers hosts along the way. And when people listen, sometimes they're like, oh, wow, come to see me in Colombia, Oh, I would love to have you. So it's a great way for people to connect with you and, and offer accommodations. I love that. Great. All right. So there you go, listeners. Um, we'll tell them your handle. We forgot that oh, part. What is your... Um, go Joe Davis, spelled G-O-J-O-D-A-V-I-E-S. Wonderful. We will put the link to that in the show notes. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. This has been delightful and fun. You have such a beautiful smile. I can feel the joy of this journey um, expressed on your face. And for those of you that are watching us on YouTube, they're going to be able to see it as well. So thank you. Thank you for coming and sharing your story. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. It was super fun. And for everyone else listening, go visit Joe on Instagram. And if you are in Colombia or in that area anywhere and you would like her to make a detour off the highway and come stay with you, message her. She would very much appreciate that. I would. I really would. Thank you, Joe. And for those listening, we will be back. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Wherever you are listening, please leave us a rating and a review as it helps us reach more cyclists and hosts around the world. Visit us at warmshowers.org to become a part of our community or on Instagram at warmshowers underscore org. If you would like to be a guest on the show or submit a question, please make sure to email us at podcast at warmshowers.org.